When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. This time around, we're going to look at the Denver Broncos situation with Russell Wilson and what the options are. Just a preview, none of them are good. Denver Broncos fired first-year coach Nathaniel Hackett after a shellacking by the Rams on Sunday, losing 51-14 to to a Rams team, which essentially has an offense you would see personnel-wise in a preseason game. None. They don't have any of their top receivers out there. Matthew Stafford has been replaced by Baker Mayfield, who's picked up uh, through waivers. The offensive line has been decimated with injuries. And the Broncos' defense have been the only good thing about the team. So, 4-11 record, NFL worst, 15.5 points per game, 57 sacks allowed, 28.6 third down conversion percentage. All these are last in the NFL. Something I had to give. Hackett gets fired because you can't fire Russell Wilson. When the Broncos made the trade in March for uh, Wilson, the thought was... He was going to put them in contention for a playoff team. They were 7-10 and 10 last year with Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback um, when healthy. But Wilson in a fourth round, 2022 fourth round pick were traded for 22 second and 22 and 23 first round picks, 22 and 23 second round picks, and a 2022 fifth round pick. Three players were also included, quarterback Drew, Block, Drew Locke, Tight end Noah Fant and defensive lineman Shelby Harris all went to Seattle. Now, typically when you make a trade of this type of draft capital, you give the player a ton of leverage for a contract extension. And it's teams usually wait, and it's a mistake to wait because it's going to cost you more in the long run. This is one this is one of the rare instances where Broncos have been better off waiting. Once the new ownership group was in in place, the uh, Broncos decided to extend Russell Wilson's contract. He had two years left on his contract with um, 51 million. Um, 24 million he's going to make this year and 27 million next year. Now, the ownership group led by Walmart heir Rob Walton, he has the deepest pockets you ever had. In ownership in NFL history. He has a estimated net worth over $60 billion. He's one of the 20 richest people in the world. So, 
for in the preseason they give him an extension. Five years, two hundred and forty-five million, one hundred sixty-five million guarantees, one hundred twenty-four million fully guaranteed. Now the one sixty-five in guarantees and one hundred twenty-four million fully guaranteed, second most ever in an NFL contract. Now, to me, it could have been worse. So that put that puts because uh, I thought he could be. I thought he had the leverage for a fully guaranteed contract under the circumstances. So he's under contract through the 2028 season with the five new years. And overall, that's totaling $296 million. But as I said, I thought he had the leverage for a fully guaranteed contract, so it could have been worse. <laughs> Just imagine if he had pushed for Deshaun Watson contract. The headache for Denver would be even worse than it is. Now, in this deal, Wilson got a $50 million signing bonus. So you got a $50 million signing bonus that's prorated for for, for five years. So that is prorated on the salary cap 2022 through 2026 at $10 million apiece. Now, there's $124 million that's said fully guaranteed. The, it's a, it's a, one of your more complicated contracts because they used two option bonuses in this contract. And the way the option bonuses work is typically they're written where you have an extremely high base salary in the year an option has to be exercised that's fully guaranteed. In this case, the way it's written technically, Wilson's 2023 base salary is $28 million. That's fully guaranteed. And it reduces to $8 million if the Broncos exercise their option for the 27, 2027 contract year. They have through the first first through the fifth day of the league year to exercise the option. If when they exercise the option, base salary reduces to eight million and option bonuses are treated like um, signing bonus on the caps that are prorated over five years. So then you're gonna have proration of four million on the cap, 2023 through 2027 for the option bonus. The presumption is options get exercised. So if you look at any type of tables at someplace like over the cap for what the cap hits are each year, it reflects the option being exercised. Now there's a second option, fifth day exercise between the first and fifth day of the 2020 four league year and Wilson's 2024 base salary technically it's 39 million and it will decrease to 17 million when that second option is extra if that second option is exercised the exercise period is first through fifth day of the 2024 league year when that happens you're going to have proration the 2022, the 2020, excuse me, the 22 million, I'm tongue tied, the 22 million dollar second option bonus will be prorated at 4.4 million on the cap 2024, 5, 6, 7, and 8. If you look at the table of his contract, it'll say cap number 2022, 22 million in 2023, and 35.4 million in 2024. Presumption the option gets exercised. Now, 
There's a hundred and seven million of dead money if you cut Wilson in 2023. Had you left his contract alone, then cutting him would have been an option because you would only have 27 million uh, heading into 2023. The thing is, you probably would want you'd probably make it work for a year and not extend his contract if you could go back to August and get a do-over because you wouldn't give up all that draft capital and cut someone a year later. You try to make it work a year later, but Wilson would have no leverage to get a new deal. What um, he had left was $22 million base salary and $5 million fifth-day league year roster bonus. That was going to be left, but that ship has sailed. So he's got a $22 million cap hit in 2022 which is what is showing um on the sheets 107 million of dead money so what makes up the dead money technically it's a 40 million dollars in signing bonus per race in 2023 through uh 2026 um 28 million dollar 2023 base salary and 39 million 2024 base salary. Both of those are fully guaranteed. Now, if you don't use a post-June 1 designation, you try to get rid of Russell Wilson this year, then you're going to have a $100 million cap hit, $107 million cap hit. That's no post-June 1 designation, no option exercise. You don't exercise the options, either option. You got $107 million of dead money. The biggest dead money cap hit in NFL history is Matt Ryan. He's counting on the cap at $40.525 million for the Falcons this year. Although he was traded to the Indianapolis Colts in March. That's the biggest one. So, $107 million, not feasible to cut him that way. You would add $85 million to the cap for Denver. Now, where does Denver sit from a cap standpoint for 2023? Well, according to NFLPA data, they have a little over $10.4 million of unused cap room, which can be carried over to 2023. There are 48 players under contract. <clears throat> the top 51 count in the offseason. Those 48 players have 200 and a little, uh, little over $220.5 million of cap commitments. If you have a complete top 21, top 51, I should say, you're going to have Close to 223.5 million. So you got the room you can carry over. So let's say we use it for now, although the uh, Sunday ticket deal may change where the 2023 cap comes in. I'm going to peg it at 225 million for next year. So you're looking at the Broncos having about 12 million. Twelve and a half million in cap space, so there's no way you can cut Russell Wilson, not uh, with no post June one designation, and no exercise of the option. Now, what I mean by post June one designation is you can release two players once the league year begins before June second, and they get treated on the cap like they're released after June second. You have to carry their full cap number on your books until June 2nd. And then um, you can split the proration over two years, meaning 
the, any bonus proration from future years doesn't accelerate to the current year, you take it the next year. That scenario, the first one I explained, no post one designation, no option exercise. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go to another option, which is slightly more palatable, but still not feasible. That would be, you go the post-June 1 designation, but you don't exercise the option. Now, in this case, the $30 million of bonus proration from the signing bonus from 2024 through 2026 would be a 2024 cap hit. So you'd have the $10 million of bonus proration from 2023. You would have the $28 million guarantee base salary from 2023. Now, there's a little subtlety with future guarantees and how they're treated with posting one designations. Now, bonus proration delays acceleration. No matter when you release someone of future guarantees, the guarantee accelerates into the current year. So you don't get post-June 1 treatment with future guarantees. Or if you release someone with a guarantee in a future year, after June 1st, it accelerates into the current year. So you'd have the $39 million from 2024. That base salary guarantee would be hitting the cap in 2023 if you went post-June 1 designation, no exercise the option. So that means you have $77 million of dead money in 2023 and $30 million in 2024. That don't work either. You're not going to add $55 million to the cap by cutting Russell Wilson. And I'm predicating all this on the fact that nobody in their right mind is going to trade for this Russell Wilson. So I'm not even going to discuss any trade scenarios. So you add $55 million to the cap this way. So doesn't work. Let's say, and if, if, you, if you did that, it's not going to work, but... You would save 35 mil. You'd save actually uh, 5.4 million in 2024 because his cap number currently in 2024 is 35.4. So you'd have 30 million in dead money. You save 5.4 million, but you wouldn't be able to take the 55 million dollar increase to have 77 million in dead money this year. Just not going to work. Third option for this year would be post you one designation and you exercise the option. Now, when you exercise the first option, 
That means you're not dealing, as I said earlier, $28 million base salary. It drops down to 8 and you get to prorate the option bonus uh, from 2023 through 2027, and you're prorated to $4 million a year. So, you would have $10 million from 2023 signing bonus proration. $4 million of proration for the 2023 option. Uh, you would have his $8 million 2023 base salary, which would be guaranteed. And you'd have the $39 million 2024 guarantee. So, a little bit better. You would have $61 million in dead money as opposed to 77 So, you would add $39 million to the cap. Doesn't work either. And you would have $46 million in dead money in... 2024. So you would add 10.6 to the cap because the cap number is 35.4 in 2024. And where that would come from is you'd have $30 million of signing bonus proration, the three years left, 2024 through 2026. Four years of option bonus proration, 16 million total, 4 million per year. So that's 30 plus 16, 46. So Russell, you're stuck. The Broncos are stuck with Russell Wilson in 2024. So they're going to really have to hope that whatever coach they bring in, and Greg Penner is the one who's going to be running the search, um, not George Payton. So it's going to be a coach of experience. The guy on the wish list that you would want would be Sean Payton. Uh, he's putting together a staff, which includes Vic Fangio, is his reportedly is his defensive coordinator, the last Broncos head coach. So that I don't know how that works. Um, a lot of Stanford ties with new ownership group. Condoleezza Rice is going to be uh, somewhat involved in this search. The new head coach is going to report to Greg Penner and have control of football operations, not the GM George Payton. So. That might appeal to uh, Sean Payton. That is if he thinks he can salvage Russell Wilson, and that's probably going to be a priority uh, in the new coach. Jim Harbaugh's name has popped up, and he's someone who specializes in reclamation projects. So I think when he took over Stanford, they're a one-win team. The Niners had, didn't have any relevancy when he took over uh, for them, and I think in 2011 – and got them to a Super Bowl where he lost to his brother uh, pretty quickly. I don't think any of these hot, hot young coordinators would really want to touch this job. Is their first job, like a Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Someone I'd kick the tires on would be Frank Reich because he uh, had a hand in the development of Andrew Luck early on, and also Carson Wentz thrived under him as a head coach, and He's out at Indy, offensive-minded head coach. The problem is Denver has to fix, and they say Russell Wilson's fixable. I don't know if they are just saying that because they know they're stuck with him or they really believe it, but Russell Wilson's having the worst year of his career. They've won three out of the 13 games he started. He's got a career-low 60.1 completion percentage. He's got a career-low 12 touchdown passes. Touchdown to interception ratio, worst of his career. 12-9, 12-9, quarterback rating of 82.6. He's never had a quarterback rating under 90. 
He's been sacked more times than anybody else in the league, 49. So that's some tough sledding. Your priority is going to be an offensive coach. So to try to get him back on track, uh, there's been other names bandied around like Dan Quinn. But he has a tie to George Payton. And also he was in Seattle with Russell Wilson early in his career as a defensive coach. And you, someone you might want to consider bringing back then if Dan Quinn pairing with Brian Schottenheimer, who was his offensive coordinator in Seattle 2018 to 2020, that may be something as well. But nonetheless, I think the head coach priority is going to be Russell Wilson opposed to everything else, salvaging him to the extent you can because the defense is definitely playoff caliber. Well, 2024 isn't really a great option either for when to get rid of Russell Wilson, but it's better than 2023, which is impossible. Now, since 2023, you can't get rid of him. You're going to exercise the first option. Now, you got a second option that I talked about in 2024 that you may or may not exercise. Now, the thing is, 2024, you've got... 85 million of dead money. Where that comes from is you've got 30 million dollars of signing bonus proration. You've got uh, 16 million dollars of proration from the first option and 39 million dollar uh, 2024 base salary. So you got 85 million of dead money to contend with. You have a 35.4 million dollar cap hit in 2024. So. We'll go back to that first option we discussed for 2023. Uh, no post-June 1 designation and no second option exercised. Now, if you don't exercise that option, it's the scenario I just discussed. You got $85 million in dead money with the no post-June 1 designation. Cap hip at 35.4. You're going to add $49.6 million to the cap in 2024. Probably not feasible that way. You would have him off your books after 2024, but you wouldn't get rid of Russell Wilson in this manner. Now, most likely, now here, now here, here here's the thing. This is going to complicate everything for 2024. Russell Wilson's 2025 base salary of 37 million is guaranteed for injury at signing, and is. Fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2024 league year. So if Russell Wilson stinks up to join again in 2024, you're not going to want to commit another $37 million in guarantee. So you're going to get rid of him one way or another in 2024. It just won't be this way. If you decided you're going to release him before the $37 million is guaranteed, that'd be before the fifth day of the league year. And assuming he plays like he did this year, there's no trade value as well. He's got no trade clause anyway, so he'd have to waive it to be traded. So, let's say, post-June 1 designation, and you don't exercise the option. In this case, you're going to have the $10 million in 2024 uh, signing bonus proration, $4 million of the 2024 option bonus proration, and $39 million 2024 base salary guarantee. And you would get some sort as of an offset, so you would get some cap relief 
for wherever he signed next. Assuming he wanted to still play football, the thing is, two straight years like this, there's not going to be a whole lot of value for Russell Wilson on a go-forward basis, so any offset would be minimal. Every little bit helps, but you wouldn't be getting like, wow, we can get $15 million back in offset, $20 million? No. Not if you have two terrible years of Russell Wilson. He'd be on his way out of the league, most likely. But in that case, you have $53 million of 2024 dead money. Because the post you won designation without the option being exercised. That's going to add $17.6 million to the cap. Could you do that? Mm, possibly. If you did it that way, you got the $53 million in dead money in 2024. You'd have 32 in 2025. And where it would come from is you would have $20 million in dead money from the signing bonus, the original $50 million signing bonus, 2025 and 2026 proration. You've got three years worth of option bonus proration of $12 million, $4 million each year. That's where the 32 comes from. You have a cap hit of 55.4 in 2025, so 32 million of dead money means you would be saving 23.4 million, and then in 2025, and then he's off your books after that. So that's possible. The first one, first option we discussed, not going to happen. You would probably go post June one designation, exercise the option, because if you do that then you're going to be able to have proration of $22 million where the base salary drops to $17 million that's fully guaranteed in 2024. And the proration of $22 million would be $4.4 million on the cap 2024 through to 2028. So your dead money in this case would be a wash in 2024. And you probably get some cap relief if he's still playing football from whatever deal he signed elsewhere. So you would actually pick up a little bit of cap room. The $34.5 million cap hit would initially be on your books. So you would have $10 million signing bonus proration, $17 million 2024 base salary, $4 million um, 2023 option bonus proration, and $4.4 million 2024 option Bonus proration. That's where your 35 million, 35.4 million in dead money would come from. You would have 49.6 million in dead money in 2024 and 2025. Cap number of 55.4 in 2025, so you'd be saving 5.8 million in 2025. Then Wilson's off the books. That would consist of two years of signing bonus proration. 20 million in 2025 and 2026, 12 million of 2023, the first option proration, 25 to 2027 years, then 17.6 million of proration from the second option bonus, running 2025 through 2028. That's the 2024 option, the second one that was exercised between the first and fifth day of the 2024 league year. So that's the way you would do it if. Russell Wilson is bad again in 2023. And what I would do is bring somebody in that is a decent backup in case Wilson can't turn it around. So late in the year, 
you bench him if the team's not good just so he's healthy and you don't have that injury guarantee kick in for 2025 so you're stuck with the 37 million because he's hurt that's probably the first instance you can get rid of Wilson in the way you would do it if he had a good enough 2023 year then you might roll the dice on 2025 but you'd have to be certain that you thought he was trending back in the right direction it looked like he was when he was on a potential Hall of Fame career trajectory over those or how he looked for most of his Seattle career because if you let that you don't cut him by the fifth day of the uh, 2024 league year and you want to get rid of him in 2025, you'd have $86.6 million in dead money. And the most likely way you would do it would be a post-June 1 designation. And your $86.6 million in dead money would come from $20 million of 2025 and 2026 signing bonus proration, $12 million of proration for three years 2025 through 2027 of the first option that you exercise in 2023 you'd have the 17.6 million of proration from the second option you exercise in 2024 that'd be 2025 through 2028 proration and the 37 million dollar 2025 base salary guarantee because you didn't cut them before the fifth day of the 2024 league year so you now would be have that. So it'd be eighty-six point six million of dead money in twenty twenty-five when you would have eighty-five million in total dead money in twenty twenty-four. So not only would you instead of paying them hundred and twenty-four million, then you're going up to hundred and sixty-five million and you're doing it over four years as opposed to three years. Yes, there's an offset and you could probably recoup a little bit of that, but it would be for posting one designation is how you would do it in this case. That you'd have $55.4 million of dead money in 2024, which would be his 2025 cap hit. So you'd have zero cap savings. Um, just like you were, you're going to have in 2024 if you get rid of them with the post-June 1 designation and the option exercise. Zero cap savings in the current year. And... You'd have $31.2 million in dead money um, in 2026 when you'd had a $58.4 million cap hit. So you'd save $27.2 million by using the post you one designation in 2026. These off your books. You don't have to worry about them for 2027 and 2028. And that would consist of the $10 million of signing bonus proration from 2026. You'd have $8 million of proration from the first option. That would be 2026 and 2027 proration. That's the 2023 option bonus. Then you'd have $13.2 million of proration from the second option bonus from the option exercise in 2024. That would be the 2026 through 2028 proration. This contract is an albatross among around Denver's neck uh, because of the way it was structured with the two option bonuses. When you do the double option bonus structure you have multiple sets of proration um, which is why it went out of vogue and then started creeping back in um, particularly the pandemic year because you had to be more creative 
with the cap dropping from 198.2 million to 182.5 million, but some teams um, were using that structure anyway, like Philadelphia. Um, they do it um, on multiple deals still. In the pandemic year, the Browns used it on Miles Garrett's contract. Atlanta's done it in the past, and it came back to haunt them with Sam Baker. The Ravens are doing it um, a little bit. Uh, They did it with Joe Flacco's deal in 2012, and it kind of put them behind the eight ball because he had such a high cap number after the second option was exercised that they had to redo do them again after three years and give them a new deal. Um, so that's the drawback of this structure. So Russell Wilson definitely is going to be a Denver Bronco in 2023. Needs to play well in 2023 to be there in 2024. If he doesn't play well, Denver probably pulls the plug in 2024. And the most likely way they get rid of him is... They use a posting one designation, exercise the second option, and they cut them before the fifth day of the 2024 league year because his 2025 base salary, which is guaranteed for injury right now, of $37 million becomes fully guaranteed fifth day of the 2025 league year. And by doing so, you are going to have... $35.4 million in dead money in 2024. No cap savings. And you're going to have $49.6 million in dead money in 2025. So those are the scenarios for Russell Wilson. We'll see who they hire as head coach and how things transpire from that standpoint. So um, that's it for this week. And thanks for listening. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and also even a regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. We'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.